0: Market. <laughs> and welcome to Shift F One, a podcast about speedy race cars. That, by the way, is Singlish. 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 Hey, that's a that in it's, itself is a portmanteau of Singapore and English.
1: Oh, it's not like Singlish. How are you today,
0: Drew? <laughs> Shall we talk about Formula One? Oh, not that's very good. Not that Singlish. You, you you singlish in American accent. <laughs> I do, yeah.
1: Amazing, My, yeah. Theater is the 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 Mid Atlantic accent lives la, uh, a lovely life in in the world of theater. I believe.
0: Amazing. Well, singlish is a Creole language. Oh, very uh, cool in Singapore. Um, but uh, to spoil market means to overachieve. Oh, to so,
1: spoil
0: spoil market overachieve. Yes. Okay, are we supposed so example, to be able to? Certainly Red the Red Bull driver might be spoiling the market. Oh, yeah. I would Absolutely. say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, even max fans at this stage must be getting a little bit, <laughs> you know, it's like We'll get to some
0: math later in the show that <laughs> yeah. demonstrates this. This
1: is the monkey paw that they <laughs> they made their choice on. Yeah. And it's curled now and we have to live with the
0: consequences. Uh, I'm Drew Scanlon. Joining me, Danny O'Dwyer. How are you, Danny? I'm great. Great.
1: Uh, we, we obviously did not enjoy a Formula One race this weekend, but we did enjoy the end of The IndyCar season, and it was a pretty good time. Laguna Seca. They had like 59 different restarts. 30% of the race was done under the yellow flag. I believe at one stage, the pace car had to come in and refuel. (laughs) Which meant that, I forget who it was, was with the Scott Dixon or somebody at the front, they had to have on the radio and pace. They had to like tell him what pace to go because wow. yeah it's not i've never heard of that before like
0: wait are you saying that a driver was coaching the driver of the safety car on fuel saving no the oh. the 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 whoever it was i forget who it was oh, oh
1: he became the safety became car. the pace car at the oh safer. wow yeah.
0: okay so Man, i gotta watch this
1: yeah it was good. um i mean if you watch the uh, highlights that are on youtube and i recommend anyone to do it um it, you don't get any of that you just get like Oh, they've restarted the race. They all crashed on turn eleven, like the the f- basically the final turn before the the straight uh, Laguna Seca. Uh, caution, full course caution. You know, cut to black. Next shot, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're starting the race. They all crashed on turn eleven. It kept happening over and over. At one oh. stage, Grosjean was was winning winning the race pretty. Well, don't good, give it all right, away at the end. I won't give it all away. I mean, a lot of people. And the, it was a it was a it was a a good yeah uh, interesting winner. Let's say and. Okay um the season was was done for at that stage but it was uh yeah it was good race and uh i kind of wish i went i had like a a family appointment i couldn't do it but otherwise i gotta do it next year it's not that far yeah, from here
0: you know same it's not that um rob zackney on assignment this week uh but if you are new to this podcast a very warm welcome to you and if you are new to formula one itself we recommend listening to our preseason primer episode which assumes no prior F1 knowledge and explains how the sport works and who everybody is. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that, it's episode 216. Also, this show would not be possible without our audience over at patreon.com/slash shiftf1, where every month we release an ad-free version of the podcast, along with bonus podcasts and videos. That are exclusively for our patrons that cover racing documentaries and films, F1 video games, experiments with uh, with other racing series, and a lot mm. of weird things. So, if you would like to support the show and get access to all that fun stuff, head over to Patreon.com/ShiftF1 or click the link in the show notes. What do we have going on in Patreon land this month, Danny? We still haven't decided what to do this month, and apparently, there's some emails that yes. might
1: uh, might te- might you know suggest some things. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't read those yet. So. I look forward to hearing those uh, later on in this episode. A little bit of a a a carrot on a stick there for everyone (laughs) having a listen. And a massive thanks, of course, all of our incredible title sponsors, Gave ATX, Syphus Training, Turf SES, At Team Blackjack, Michael Maves, Gordy's Army, At Talking Autos, Olivia Evans, TelemetryDeck.com, FTC, Drew Stewart, Bailey Foot, Abdullah Althani, Jason Chadwick, Abraham Getchell, The Space Above Us, Bunny Fiend, Snigs, Alex Goucher, Max Valtar, Circuit Demon, Troy Stammer, Umberto Roca, William Romph, Irvine, Clinical Research, Lackland the Madden Man, Jason Kelly, and a very important new arrival. M Squared Racing welcomes Ellie. I believe one of our listeners has a has a new arrival on the way. So oh. I'm glad to uh to ring in Ellie into the world. Here's a vroom just for you. <laughs> Everyone remembers <Fantastic>. their first.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, let's just jump right into the news we've got. Yeah. <laughs> it's really all over the place. It's
1: this a week. it's a weird, this this is a uh, you know, when sometimes pre-race, we don't have that much to talk about. The F1 mm-hmm. gods delivered. This is just a real grab bag of nonsense.
0: Let's start with a banger, Danny. What? Sure. we're going back to this well
1: okay so the old old
0: 2008
1: (laughs) the old Crash Gate Crash Gate will never end we will forever be living in the wake of this regardless of how many of the people involved are retired or or have passed away this is quite a while ago at this stage of course we are talking about the 2008 uh, Formula 1-1 championship won by Sir Lewis Hamilton uh, just ahead of Felipe Massa Um, one of the controversial things that happened that year outside of their battle all all things considered um was crashgate was when uh, uh there was a an incident um like uh, the singapore grand prix no less. sorry you're right of course yeah I don't even think about that yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, an intentional crash that was done to uh basically give um fernando alonso a uh, a benefit there was uh, so so much of a fallout of it. we've talked about loads over the past you know couple of weeks and months because felipe massa has had This, uh, this idea, Bernie Eccleston did an interview a number of months back, an interview he does not remember because he is 1000 years old, um, where he basically said, um, that him and Max Mosley had said that they should probably, um, they had plans or thought about scratching off the results of that race, but decided to just kind of sit on it until the season was over and act on it later. Felipe Massa obviously heard about this, um, the results of that race, was largely, I guess, in the end to Lewis Hamilton's favor. Um, but so he has sort of uh, started a legal defense t- to some end. We assumed that this end would probably be financial. Uh, number one, because in general there is a sort of a widely considered fourteen day rule in the FIA, where like with outside of that, results are final. They are stamped regardless of you know what happens afterwards um and also because they did put out a statement that said like he remember i forget the exact wording but it was along the lines of he has had many damages as a result of this you know mm-hmm. within his career and, and and who amongst us who watched that era of formula 1 or knows about it would would argue that fact i mean massa wins that season you know he lost in the most painful way possible he had basically won the season until timo glock binned it on <laughs> like went wide on the second to last corner of of the of Interlagos, Hamilton got that place and then ended up winning the championship. So, and we'll all right. play that. and they're,
0: they're working backwards, though, to the Singapore race because... They are. Um, although it's tricky because even if you excluded uh, Nelson Piquet, who was well, the one who crashed... Yes. The result would still be the same, right? And so yes. Massa would still not have won the championship had that happened. But that's not what... Their team wants right?
1: No. What? So, so first of all, it sounds like at least Bernardo Viana, his main legal defense, his main lawyer, has said that uh, the objective is to bring the trophy home. This is not financial. Okay. So they are not. They are one hundred percent in the no. We are changing who won the championship, right? Which is which is really wow. in, kind of insane. Stars. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yes, like you said, the. The only scenario, actually, that benefits Massa is if they annul the race. If right. they take him out uh, of that, uh, if they if they ratchet it back, like you said, then he doesn't get enough points. If they stop the race at that point, he doesn't get that. Po- or Hamilton gets too many points more. He Actually, actually Hamilton wins the championship by more. So the yeah. only way they do it is by annulling the race entirely. And the reason why they're going for that as well is that Bernie Eccleston said that. That's what they were considering. That's what they were talking about. Um, there's a couple of other wrinkles in here. I've al- already mentioned the time issue with regard to the 14 days. There's also the issue of Charlie Whiting and Max Mosley no longer being alive. So they're not exactly available to be cross-examined or, or interviewed or anything like that. Um, and also not really helping them is also that Ferrari is not involved in this. Ferrari is not trying to adjudicate this, you know, <laughs> largely doesn't benefit them. I think it's bad PR and it's not likely to go anywhere, but it's just sort of shocking. There's a great article on Autosport, we'll link in the show notes, that basically kind of goes through a lot of this stuff. Um, but I'm just mostly taken aback by the fact that they're going for it. Like, yeah,
0: like, I think, I think they, they feel like they have um, more ammo here because, well, there's two things. Um, some footage of the late FIA race director, Charlie Whiting, surfaced that indicated that Whiting... Also, knew about the conspiracy before the end of the season. Right. Um, But they have said um, that they have, uh, let's see. Viana sees no problem in the fact that Eccleston has now suggested he cannot remember giving his recent interviews, nor (laughs) that the passing of Whiting and mostly means that they cannot be cross examined. Irrelevant, said Viana about Eccleston's claim he forgot what he said. We're pretty confident. With the evidence that we have, more than that, I cannot say at the moment. It's wild. So they've they've got something up their sleeve. Yeah, and I mean when
1: you know Nelson Piquet Junior. and and Flavio Briatore got like you know maybe not lifelong bans. Briatore I think was given a ten year something like that. I I thought that was a life. Maybe it was life. Was a life for him. Well, Nelson Piquet Junior. wasn't. But like they were, you know, it was obviously a huge controversy, and they were effectively lost from F one at the after that, um, and it, so it's wild that it's being re adjudicated upon, and largely it's kind of like like it's not like it's 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 detritus in an actual completely different case, basically. Like what Massa is, Massa is trying to like win this season on a technicality in a way that also like obviously. the the butterfly effect from you know the race being annulled at that moment who knows what could have happened you know what i mean like hamilton was racing and massa was racing based on the points that that they were at the time not this you know imaginary flow point that they're aiming for so it seemed it the whole thing is just like i cannot in in a in in a world which seems increasingly weird and anything is possible, even in sport. I cannot fathom a pathway to Massa suddenly being given this this, this season. Yeah. like, And also it being the maiden championship of Lewis Hamilton, which arguably, as much as Massa didn't deserve to lose that, Hamilton had lost the previous year's championship on the final race, and basically almost threw away the championship during this race. Like, it was his to lose, you could argue. Um, it certainly felt like that at, at the time. So the idea that you would take it away from Hamilton... Also seems incredibly cruel, given how that all went. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems completely mad.
0: Well, the deadline for the FIA and F1 management to respond uh, is Friday. Um, Though I believe they've asked for more time, and Mass's team is currently deliberating on whether to grant it. So stay tuned. Why do they get to say you know why why doesn't
1: the faa just ignore them just just like like no don't answer the phone just like straight to spam it's very strange
0: well uh speaking of rules and breaking them um f1 has been for a while uh clamping down on flexible body parts Mm. uh body work of the cars not of not of people <laughs> um, so one reason you might want flexible body work is to say, you know, uh, decrease the drag at higher speeds, so if you've got um, like a, a front or a rear wing that is angled into the you know direction of travel, you would want that to be pressing against the wind in a low speed, but in a high speed you'd want maybe that to compress down so that it's producing less drag right um. The regulations basically say that that's not allowed. So uh, this is from Autosport. Quote, that includes wing elements that move or rotate in relation to the bodywork they are fixed to. Uh, The use of uh, rubber fillets. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's fillets and not fillets. Fillets. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That can permit localized deflection, plus designs that use soft trailing edges to aid flexing. So uh, previously, the way this was policed was that the FIA would do stress tests on the components, like literally press on them to see if they flexed. But uh, they've come to the conclusion that this doesn't catch all of those offenders. So uh, FIA's single-seater director, Nicholas Tombazzi, says, there are static tests that we do to check. And it is obvious that these tests are never perfect because the direction of the test load you apply is always a bit different from the load that is on the track when it experiences genuine aerodynamic force. For example, right. one could draw a wing that when applying the forces of the FIA test is fixed, but when applying any other load, could be more flexible. Uh, he goes on. Some teams have components adjacent to each other that have a fairly high movement, but do not slide in tandem <clears throat> because these areas are covered with rubber material. So this isn't just about like, you know, the wing itself flexing, which you can sometimes see on the the nose cam. Um, But I think it's like areas of maybe the nose that the whole thing itself may dip. Right. Um, We do not consider this acceptable. And for this reason, we have made a clarification. So as a result, uh, and this again from Autosport, from now on, teams must submit the assembly drawings and cross sections that show the fixation of the front wing elements to the nose as well as the rear wing elements to the end plates, rear impact structure, and pylons. So this is so the FIA can review the designs and then better understand how a team might be attempting to circumvent the rules. Yeah, um, it, it,
1: it's a good example of the type of rules that, you know, it, often at the start of the season, that this is your first season, we didn't get too much of this this year. There was a bit of weirdness around front wings that moved. That was, you know, but it seems to yeah. be largely...
0: And there's this thing
1: about the rear
0: wing and mm. somebody touched it and that was bad. Oh, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. God. But there's, there's sort of like, there's lots of different, you know, element versions of this. But to me, there are like the ones that are super obvious, like the dual axis steering Mercedes pulled out. You know what I oh mean? Where like everyone yeah. was like, what? What are they? What are they doing? That's a whole other thing. Or like, you know, blown diffuser or something like that. And then there's this stuff that it's almost like the FA kind of gets a sense of it or the other teams get a sense of it. And they're like, there's something going on here, and then it takes them a while to figure it out, to see it in replays, to notice it in the car for the drivers often to to see it. And that's kind of what this one is. And generally there's no like hard punishment. It's more of a clarification of the rules and then a sort of a, you know, you have a window to basically make sure that you're compliant. I do wonder how this stuff does affect the cost cap stuff though, because like at the end of the day, it is work. It's re-engineering and it's re, you know, it's it's fabricating and that type of thing.
0: Yeah, because the reason we're bringing this up now is because the deadline for submitting those designs was September 8th. Um, So we may see some different wings at Singapore this weekend Mm. and potentially some uh, different performance. What I don't know is why these rules are in here. Like, is it a cost-saving measure? Is this stuff too complex to develop? And is that why...
1: Is it against the nature of the regulations as they were... Meant to be written, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is weird Uh, sometimes. It seems perhaps
0: flex outside of a certain range, and therefore,
1: that they didn't notice, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so uh, there's so much like context around this stuff that you know, maybe it's better we don't know sometimes, maybe, or it's it's hard. I wonder, Hmm. yeah, if there's a I also wonder who's doing it, like, I wonder who the the main offenders are.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of math, um, math for the Stappen? athletic, Math for Stappen, Yes, the ath- <laughs> the athletic um, did put, crunched some numbers on when Max Verstappen could theoretically clinch okay. the Formula One title. Theoretically, um,
1: being everyone else who is in second, third, or fourth gets like zero points. Like and then he gets twenty five.
0: Well, so there are some some different scenarios. Here. Okay. Um, so Can I guess sure. Austin. No.
1: Okay. Uh. Well. <laughs> well, is that too late?
0: <laughs> what? Uh, let me look at the the schedule here. am okay. That's um, not my. Strong it could. Suit. I it could guess. be Austin. I don't Good want to point. say no. Yeah. Um. But it could also be earlier. So. Okay. Uh. We still have. Um three other people that mathematically could win the championship if max verstappen I actually had a dream oh my god last night
1: about max verstappen
0: that max verstappen was on like he was racing like on a uh it was almost like a a um a uh, a circuit around Minas Tirith. you remember this the minister <laughs> from from lord of the rings yes like <laughs> a very what like a castle that was really steep okay um and he, he flew off the track. He crashed and he flew off the track. And then like, you know, thousands of feet below. Yeah. He, the camera was tracking his car. We're all like, oh, no, he's going to crash and explode and die. But don't worry. He had a parachute. <laughs> oh, my God. So He had to he get out of the car. Of the that
1: must have been really difficult. To... I know. To undo is, all is, the seat belts. Is Minna or Minna, is that the one that has the, the, the walkway? That your man falls off, he goes on fire yeah. and he runs off of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can get, I can see that. Yeah, that's, yeah. If 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 they were driving F one in in Middle Earth, that would be somewhere mm-hmm. Red Bull would do a promo. You
0: know what I mean? Oh yeah, 100%. they would like, get the they land a plane on that yeah thing 100%. And,
1: yeah. yeah, makes sense.
0: Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Sergio Perez, <laughs> Fernando Alonso, and Lewis Hamilton could technically win the championship if max verstappen has to you know pull his parachute and sorry
1: ferrari yeah um now i want to know the other places that in middle earth so... that we'd have <laughs> <laughs> i think the red bull ring would be in like hobbiton you know what i mean okay yeah it kind of All looks the like that. hills and yeah
0: i want to see the mordor grand prix
1: the mordor grand prix it's got a mario kart vibe to it doesn't it? it's like bowser's cast or you know flame one or something there was that game F1 All-Stars that basically did this, right? Yeah. That like just had cartoon versions. Like the Rome, or Monza, I guess, was like all Roman columns and stuff. That was pretty cool. That game was great. Make another one of those, masters. I know I was the only person who bought it, but please do.
0: Uh, also, uh, I was on, I believe, the quick look for that game at Giant Bomb. Excellent. And yeah. whoever was with me, maybe Jeff, was like, are these real F1 guys? And I was like, I don't know. Michael Schumacher? Yeah. Never heard right. of him. Yeah. <laughs> before before times um anyway <laughs> if verstappen wins everything and gets the fastest lap from here oh on out <laughs> i forgot about that and sergio perez fails to score any more points verstappen could theoretically win in japan which is the race after this one isn't yes, it yes it is wow okay yeah okay
1: wait so uh, uh, if checo doesn't get points correct that's ve- that's doable like that's it's that possible. could happen like he could easily i think it's unlikely crash but it's it. possible it's, it is possible it's more likely than than i was expecting for his early i thought it would have been like if everyone was outside the points but i guess if pair is the only one who can catch him it sounds like yeah okay. well if, again, oh, but he right has to win example. i guess yeah, but, yeah.
0: right so um wow. if verstappen though wins in singapore japan and qatar it does not matter what Sergio Perez does. Okay. He will win in Qatar.
1: He will he will win all those races. Those are you all You think so? Yeah, I think so. You're I calling think, it.
0: Danny's calling it Qatar. Yeah. I yeah.
1: I mean this one, unless he hits a wall, he's good in Singapore. Um Japan is is not a circuit that benefits a weird team. Like there's there's plenty of high speed there. I mean, there's high-speed corners, but, like, I, I, there's too many. I could see the argument. There's, there's not
0: a lot of, like, traditional
1: straights, but I feel like Red Bull do really well there. And then, I mean, the
0: guy is on a historic winning streak. He's, he's yeah. at the best shape of his life.
1: In Qatar, I, I can't see him as that one anyway.
0: There were multiple headlines this week going from different people, not in the Red Bull family, going, like, Max Verstappen is, he is nailing it. He, somebody said he hasn't made a mistake in two years. It's crazy. Fred yeah. or Sir, maybe? It's wild um yeah it's wild he's, he's an alien he also hasn't had a teammate that's pushed
1: him maybe true. ever
0: you uh, could argue danny ricardo yeah ricardo
1: did a bit i guess he literally pushed him off the track in baku <laughs>
0: that's true <laughs> very true uh speaking of aliens <laughs> danny do you want to talk about oh my god dr Helmut marco
1: <laughs> dr Helmut marco doctor of what doctor of
0: oh, I'll look that up
1: we nonsense. always forget all right resident old man Helmut Marko um doing the job of uh, accidentally being racist not just to uh, Lewis Hamilton this time but actually to one of his team's <laughs> drivers um the only reason I meant to mention this because I don't like ragging on Dr. Helmut Marko either because he is Doctor a... in law in law okay yeah. um he is a man of a certain vintage, and I don't want to be... I don't want to be cancelled for elder abuse, but... Uh, he's 80 years old. He has the ability to say a lot of... Speak his mind, perhaps, mm. is the way to say it. And this time he's just kind of fumbled into saying something really weird that was, like, both... Both, like, sort of milk toast racist and also just a lack of geographical knowledge that an 80-year-old man who spends... Spent most of his life traveling the world. You should probably know. (laughs) And then on top of that, a statement which is demonstrably untrue if you know anything about Formula One. So, uh, Helmut Marko said, referring to Perez's up and down season, he said, We know that he has problems in qualifying. He has fluctuations in form. He is South American. And he is just not as completely focused in his head as Max is or as Sebastian so he's making the point that South American drivers I guess because of that it should be mentioned that Sergio Perez is from Guadalajara Mexico which is not in South America first and foremost not
0: even in Central America it's not
1: even we'll get that one out of the way. Is it is not in Central I actually don't know that is it not in Central America yeah America? I
0: think it's that's North America you're right
1: North America you're right yeah. of course it is Canada yeah yeah and Mexico yeah you're right yeah so not even not even um, he did later on say, I would like to apologize for my offensive remark. I want to make it absolutely clear that I do not believe that we can generalize about people from any country, any race, any ethnicity, <clears throat> which is a fair point to make because maybe Her- Dr. Helen Marco forgot about drivers such as Juan Manuel Fangio <laughs> from Argentina, who seemed to do quite well, um, a young man called Ayrton Senna, who was from Brazil in South America. Uh, Nelson Piquet, another Brazilian. Carlos Reutemann, uh, an Argentinian. Uh, Colombia had one, uh, Pablo Montoya, as well. Um, the,
0: just a big <laughs> lack of focus. Just a really bunch of guys, a
1: bunch of guys who just couldn't put it together. At the <laughs> end of the day, it should be noted that South America has more Formula One world champions than ever, and I mean that's not a country, but like the 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 continent of South America has more Formula One champions than any country except for Great Britain. So. Uh, you know, I think they're doing all right. But also, it should be noted Sergio Perez, not South American. So, um, just a real, a real top, top to bottom day to forget, interview to forget for Dr. Helmut Marco. Racist, geographically inaccurate, and historically inaccurate. Just that one, two, three, three strikes are out, Helmut. We'll see, you in, wow. we'll see you next time at the play. Try and do better.
0: Well, on that note, uh, that's it for news. Now we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be back with the Singapore Track Walk. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
0: want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Danny. Hit us. We're back. Singapore. Did you know
1: they changed Singapore this year? I didn't. They did. They took it four corners. (gasps) Oh. This is the biggest change since the drama of the Singapore Sling oh, being boy. taken out back in God. When was that? Twenty seventeen or something? I don't know. I, was I? Were we podcasting then? I think we were. I think. We, well, I think we've been doing this for like nine years. I think we've been, I, I'm in America ten years this November, and so I wow. think we started. Wow. You know, a year later or something. Let's see if I can find out. Singapore Sling was a, a particularly um, a lumpy and ill placed uh, corner. That sort of it was a chicane, was it? It was, it was. It was It was the inside turn of a chicane.
0: Mm.
1: But it was a. It was at, It was a chicane. I mean, chicanes tend to be at the end of high speed areas. So you would slow down for them. But it was a. It was a chicane that was tantalizingly, you know, not easy. But like there was a chance you could just drive straight through it. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you hit this thing, <laughs> you just got launched. Yeah. So they they ended up sanding it down basically. Twenty thirteen.
0: It was 2013. It was okay. reconfigured, yeah. So, so might a year before Alt F1. We started. Wow, that's wild. Yeah.
1: Uh, which was fairly new into the lifespan of Singapore. We've only had it since 2008. Um, it's always been a night race. Kind of came onto the the scene. It was the first night race. and was... Um, one in a city it's super unique it's got a very like futuristic wipeout vibe to it that even tracks since i think the only one that might be similar is vegas we haven't seen vegas yet but we haven't had that type of you know even Jeddah is not in the city like singapore is like feels like the city is above us the cars are driving over it. there's regular traffic the skyscrapers it just has a whole different vibe um it's a uh, 62 laps, so this has changed a little bit. It's 62 laps. it's 4.94 kilometers, which is just pretty much three miles on the button. Um, the reason the drivers uh, find it difficult here is that the track is um a lot of it's uh, all of it is on uh, may is on road. I think all of it. I think no, I think maybe there's a, two parts of it that are not on actual road roads, but the rest of it is. um but it's super hot and super humid here and the drivers lose. Around three kilograms of weight during the race, which is uh, 6.6 pounds. So where they've changed it is only the, basically the second half of sector three. So the right at the end of the race, there used to be, I've actually put the two images in our document here, Drew, if you want to scroll down a yeah. bit. Instead of 23 corners, that is 19. So they have basically removed four corners that constitute almost like four right hand turns, like like right, left, left, right. So a square. Yeah, there was a bump. There
0: was a bump in the road that basically made a trapezoid. Exactly. Um, it it and turned now it's
1: not, and now it's straight. Now it goes straight. Yeah. The part of the track that you may remember this. So this is after the the bridge, and then you know there's that part where you go. Sorry, I should clarify that. Mm-hmm. You know there's a part where you should where you go underneath the stands. It was like a little. It was like it was like a bridge. You went the car yeah. went under. Uh-huh. There, that's been basically removed. Now you just drive behind it the whole time. Okay. So they've gotten rid of, uh, essentially kind like, arguably four somewhat redundant corners. There used to be a little bit of action on turn 18, but not n- not okay. that much. So they've, they've eased. I don't, I don't really understand why. I think one of the stands used to face there. What I'm guessing is happening now is that they're able to put a stand between what was 17 and 18, the entire way down there. So it might just be a case of this gives more places for spectators to sit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not quite sure, but um, yeah, it means that... Well, uh,
0: it's also sharper, you know, you get, it's not a, from 14 to 16, it's relatively straight, and then yeah. you get to a sharp turn at 16, so it's a potentially a, a passing yeah. zone. That's as fair. As opposed to this these kind of like, there's like a little wiggle in the old stuff, and then like some not quite right angles that... You know, no one's gonna pass you at. So yeah. Um, that's true. Yeah, yeah, maybe more passing opportunity. Perhaps you're right. Yeah. There's no DRS zone there. They already have
1: three here. So I guess they couldn't really add another one. Although that's straight. It's kind of a straight, right? It's got that little kink and turn 15 on it. Um that does that is actually longer than the one preceding it, the one between thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, it's interesting. Alas. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Like I I Maybe the DRS zone will be better if it was on this new part because then, like you said, there'd be an overtaking opportunity. But
0: I mean, we might know. see some changes uh, come practice because they—you're
1: right, yeah—have been have they be moved? To... Have they moved the DRS zones? I know they've shortened them and they've gotten rid oh, yeah. of them. Have I, they moved uh, yeah. them as well? I think go so. Forward. So yeah, oh we'll see.
0: that like on a yeah. weekend if they fall, know, yeah, yeah, because you know you got to move the detection zone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Anything Singapore. Go ahead, Anything could happen, An folks. Max Verstappen could fly off of a parachute uh, exactly. out of his race
1: car. Anything could happen, and most likely it does. Is that what? Yeah,
0: that's a, anything can that's, happen in Formula One, and it usually
1: does. And it usually does. A good old Murrayism there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, outside of the
1: change, um, it's just a gnarly track. I love watching it. It's just mad. The whole thing just looks and feels super dirty and grimy and dusty and the angles are great and there seems to be parts where people throw the car up the inside like it's not the easiest place to overtake we've always had a lot of i've i've said it before that like we've had a really good year as it pertains to race starts this was a track that has had this is a track where if somebody crashes up the inside it's kind of like spa if somebody messes up up the inside you're in trouble like it's going to take out a bunch of people It's a huge runoff area outside uh, turn one um, and we've had that happen three times in my memory. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. This is where Crashgate happened. It's where, I remember Schumacher had a bunch of bad races here spun out on turn eight. Um, yeah, memorable one. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I don't think it produces classics, but hopefully it should be a high chance of race. safety car. High, Very, very high chance of safety car here. Yeah, this yeah. is a real, this is a real spend a couple of more laps in the tires just in
0: case kind of race. Right. Uh, well, weather-wise, it looks to be a just balmy 86 degrees <laughs> at 9 p.m. local time when the race starts. Dear uh 71% Lord. humidity. Mm-hmm. That's, nice. uh, that's 30 degrees Celsius for everyone out there in Celsius land. Uh, this is a qualifying day. It's only slightly cooler on race day. Um, precipitation, though, it's what everyone wants to know. Uh, qualifying time, we're looking at 20%. Really? Chance of rain, yep. And race time, 16 chance. 16% 16. chance. I don't... I feel like... I can't and both remember. of those have rain around midday. So okay. we're probably going to see at least some wet tracks. I'm trying to remember the last time... Singapore in the wet is like,
1: if you want to make the F1 video game look really good, do F1, mm. do Singapore in the wet. But like I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember the last time we had a wet... I don't... To me, it's not one... I like, remember
0: a wet race start certainly remember when like Kimi Raikkonen came together with uh Sebastian Vettel, and they oh, both yeah. crashed into each other and like and then into Fernando Alonso yeah at that race start
1: collected everyone oh yeah. yeah God, that's yeah that's a nightmare that's I mean it's a fun nightmare mm-hmm. as long as everyone drives away but yeah 20 percent. don't 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 count on it probably
0: yeah Uh, driver standings heading in to Singapore Grand Prix. Max Verstappen is on top with 364 points. That's math. Sergio Perez is in second with 219. Fernando Alonso in third with 170 and the last of the potential 2023 champions. Lewis Hamilton in fourth with 164 points. Carlos Sainz, mathematically impossible. Sorry, but you're in fifth place with 117 points. Just ahead of Charlotte Claire in sixth with 111. George Russell's in seventh with 109. Uh, Landon Norris in eighth with 79. Lance Stroll in ninth with 47. And Pierre Gasly in tenth with 37. Then we're tied between Esteban O'Connor and Oscar Piastri with 36 points. Alex Albon has 21. Nico Hulkenberg has nine. Valtteri Bottas I'm in 15th place with six points. And we've got Zhou Guan Yu with four, Yuki Tsunoda with three, Kevin Magnuson with two, and then a four-way tie at zero with Logan Sargent, Liam Lawson, Nick DeVries, and Daniel Ricardo, who is not coming back for Singapore. So expect to see some more Liam Lawson.
1: Yeah, rough, 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 rough job for him. Him and Aaron Rodgers just having a real (laughs) rough comeback.
0: Yeah. Uh, Constructor standings, Rebel, uh, Rebel Racing is on top with 583 points mercedes 273 uh ferrari's in third with 228 aston martin's in fourth with 217 mclaren's in fifth with 115 alpines in sixth with 73 williams in seventh with 21 points uh gene Hawson team they're in eighth with 11 alfa romeo has 10 and Alpha tauri has three, <laughs> three Yes. If you would Beautiful. like to join the leaderboards yourself, you can join our fantasy league using the link in the show notes. And you can also send us an email, shiftf one gmail.com or f1.cool slash emails. I'm going to kick off the email segment with this one from Lucas May. Okay. Who says, Hey guys, hope you're all doing great. I just stumbled on a video from Dutch media outlet NOS, who were able to visit the F1 Media and Technology Center. in biggin hill england (laughs) oh it's a biggin oh that hill's (laughs) biggin uh there's some interesting quotes and footage in there so take a look at the video there's a bit of dutch uh but it's mostly in english keep up the great show uh hope to meet you guys again sometime soon and rob for the first time i met you at the dutch no clip and cloth map meetups Oh, and man. bumped into Danny at E3 once. Wow. That is cool. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Great yeah, to we, hear from you again, Lucas. Yeah,
1: yeah. We were doing guerrilla Games. Why were you out there?
0: Uh, why was I out there? You're just you're just I think in the it red was light. District, of another... just, you're
1: just smoking some weed and seeing some ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I was it was ahead of another trip. I think it was okay. the
1: Balkans trip. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Dutch people are rad.
0: It was fun um so okay so i watched this video it's only five minutes long i wish okay. it was longer because there is so much so many questions answered in here for me um and things that i didn't even know to think about right so they for example uh, i'll link it in the show notes um because everyone should watch it but uh just for, you know from a broadcast nerd perspective danny i think you'd, you'd get a kick out of it too oh my god there's a so lot of screens th- it's like mission control at at you know Houston uh for nasa um which they make (laughs) reference to a few times um a few things that stood out to me so this is where all of the video feeds come uh from the track they are you know beamed to this one place in the in england through you know fiber optic undersea cables they said they have four three backups you know one main one and three backups um of hard lines and if those fail they have a satellite backup. Wow. So it wouldn't necessarily get all the bells and whistles, but you would at least get some kind of transmission, which I would love to see what that would be like. But anyway, they all come into this building and that there is where they do um, things like the replays and the graphics and uh, all of that kind of stuff. They have 12 replay editors. You know, wow. when you're watching and you're like, wow, they got that replay really quickly, or at least this is what I'm thinking. Normal people will probably just like, you know, It's invisible to them. They just get the replay, right? Oh, that's yeah, it's great. Um, 12 different people are working on replays. Um, you get to meet the dude who picks the radio messages that get broadcast. It's literally, they play a clip of what it sounds like when they're all going and it's just, it's madness. It's like, you've just turned on all the radios at the same time. (laughs) Um, and then there's, there's two people that he works with, uh, who like do the trimming and the editing, and they are the ones that add the add the beeps for the swears. Oh, cool! Watch out. they have to do that live. That's crazy. But I think the weirdest thing was that it's the it's this control room that plays the champagne music on the podium. Oh, wait, so that's it's not broadcast. There? It is there, like but through the speakers at the track, and played over the um is that a the broadcast? Thing? But they. They hit the button. I don't think so. I think it's a matter of they are listening to the commentary and uh, they trigger when um, that's you know amazing. is is right for the music <laughs> to play. Again, there are so many details in here that like I want to know more about. So I wish this was yeah. like a thirty-minute video instead of a five-minute one. But like still, it's it's pretty cool to see.
1: I'm fascinated just looking at it because it's like there's a guy working on a premiere edit that definitely looks like an actual. I, I bet for the sake of the cameras, they might've also just opened the project, but it looks like it's a, the replay for the race that goes up on YouTube or something. Oh it's yeah. Too, it's
0: probably the, yeah.
1: There's too many layers for it to be something that was live. I wonder how they, yeah. They also show that one of the cameras, it looks like the one from Guan Yu Zhou's or Zhou Guan Yu's, um, yeah, car. Is that what they're showing? The yeah. one that crashed at Silverstone and just how, you know, good quality, I guess it is. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, the guy claims that it wasn't the halo that saved his life. It was this camera. Because oh, it does great, have yeah. a big old skid on the top of it. <laughs> right. Like, it's it's the, the fluorescent yellow has been worn away. Well, they're not
1: wrong, because they ended up changing the regulation over that. Because the uh, the other, what's it called? The other thing broke. The um, the roll hoop. The roll hoop broke. Or it wasn't, uh, it, it, the, the, the specs were not,
0: it was done within a different interpretation of the specs, basically. Right. That's
1: why it didn't fail. That's why it
0: failed. Yeah, so it's right. five minutes. It's, it, um. Lucas is right. There's only a little bit of Dutch in there. Um, mm. So it's mostly in English and it's cool. uh, it's worth watching if you're a, a broadcast nerd like like me. Like us, yeah. yeah. Danny, you want to take the second
1: one? Sure. This one comes in from Sean. Thank you very much for that. It spells out S-E-A-N as well. It's good, good stuff. Good stuff. I'll get down to it. I'm a pretty big fan of sailboat racing. Bear with me. I've mostly followed America's Cup in the past, but in recent years, a new format called Sail GP has emerged. It's a development spec series that is more reminiscent reminiscent of IndyCar than F1, but it pits a fleet of boats from different nationalities against each other in a points-match racing format with a final championship between the top three at the end. Who is bankrolling the German team, you might ask? None other than Captain Planet himself, Sebastian Vettel. Yes. After a recent race, he got certified to drive the boat. You (laughs) drive boats? You drive boats, I guess you do. Sure. Sure. The boats are specimens of modern engineering, literally flying around the water on hydrofoils. I think anyone with technical interest in F1 would be similarly enthusiastic about Sail GP. The broadcasts are also great visually, as the races basically all have aerial coverage (laughs) with excellent graphics packages to be more watchable. Also free on YouTube, so very approachable from a cost-of-entry perspective. Viewers of F1 will also feel right at home because the sport is dominated by the well-heeled and the contestants are similarly petty about in race penalties. Keep up <laughs> the great work! Cheers, and it comes in from Sean. That sounds interesting. Sale GP. I'm going to check out their YouTube channel.
0: Nice. Yeah, I uh, I will link it in the uh, in the show notes. I wonder what the teams are in Sale GP.
1: I wonder if they're if are they. I think they're countries. I think it's like Australia. Oh, it is. oh, that's cool. I'm into that. Is there an Irish team? There probably isn't. <laughs> i don't know if we're good at that stuff they had the america's cup in the bay the year I yeah moved well they here.
0: they also had sail gp there it seems did they yeah Man, the grand crazy. final uh two months ago at in the, the golden gate bridge is in the thumbnail so of course it is of course it and is they right also, there. and they have a uh it looks like they have uh a drive to survive analog Sale gp oh, colon do. racing on the edge season four episode two colon, los angeles oh my god check it out do you want to know what the teams are
1: australia yes. canada yes. Uh, emirates gbr which is emirates great britain so that's confusing
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> the emirate of britain the emirates
1: the united arab kingdom france germany new zealand rockwool den which i'm guessing is denmark it is okay sponsored by Rockwool, uh, Spain, Switzerland, which is a landlocked nation in the mountains, <laughs> I believe. But fair enough. Who am, who am I to cast aspersions, being an island boy, uh, and the United States, which is plenty of coastline.
0: Yeah, that's funny. The only <laughs> country here that's landlocked. And- Wait a minute. I am watching something from the Switzerland GP team showing their simulator oh my god i'm gonna link this to you danny surely there's a there's a lake you've got to you've got, somewhere <laughs> got to see this. where are you sending it? it i Discord? put it in the riverside chat
1: all right okay when they're on a
0: it's very <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a video shows yeah thing. simulator sessions oh my god look at this this looks oh my god Oh my god! I didn't know you crazy. could make a screen this big. This it's is a big simulator because it's got a it's got a boat. Well, not a, it hasn't got the sail, but it's got everything else. Do you think they spray spritz, spritz them with water like Honey? I Shrunk the Audience.
0: <laughs> it's in four D. got, it's a got D-box. some.
1: Yeah, they got they hire an intern. to just he's got a bucket of water. He fills up every five minutes and throws <laughs> it in their faces. <laughs> That's mad. So, hey, look, man! If you're a rich, you know. Landlocked country in the in the Alps, and you don't have you know big ocean. Then, then hey, why not? You know, spend your money, spend all that watch money. Big simulator.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There is one comment on this video. It says, "Okay, this I wasn't expecting."
1: There's one comment on this video. Yeah. Oh my god, it's got two and a half thousand views. That is
0: so cool to see hydrofoil sailing in full scale training simulator form. I agree. At DJFIL007. If you go to the main page of Sale on YouTube,
1: there's a picture of what looks like the Rockwell Danish team, and
0: they look like 14-year-old siblings. They look incredibly young. And they look incredibly similar. Maybe they are. Don't they? Yeah.
1: Are these very young people? Is this like pro it's like F1 where everyone's just like bred from a tiny age to it's like you ever see, you hear those news stories about like nine-year-old circumnavigates the world you're like right. what the f- what <laughs> were your your parents are, they, are you it's child protective services getting involved are we okay with this i mean sure like you survived great i guess you never hear about the ones that don't make it back you know
0: yikes yeah and anyway. you see they uh, pulled over some guy for trying to uh Good. This is, this is going record to record on a, uh, a hamster wheel. Excuse water. me? Yeah.
1: He, he tried to wait. They put like a, water, the a waterborne
0: water? hamster wheel. And he tried to, I don't know, he was crossing the English channel or something. I, I, I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's awesome. And why'd they stop him?
1: Because it was too awesome. I don't know.
0: Was yeah.
1: Like the continent, because of Brexit, probably. It's probably, it's probably had to fill in 15 documents of paperwork <laughs> and submit it to the <laughs>
0: chancellor of the exchequer to do it. Uh, man trying to cross Atlantic. Oh my oh, god Jesus the Christ. Atlantic. Okay, now we're okay. It's a different ballpark <laughs> it, now. This is a this is a headline. Man Jesus. trying to cross Atlantic in giant hamster wheel charged over alleged knife threat. What? Whoa. US what? Coast Guard says uh Reza Reza Balucci stopped off South Carolina coast, threatened crew with knife and warning of bomb. What? I've got a bomb. <laughs> In my hamster wheel, he just needed to. He just
1: welcome needed to, to like finding weird stuff on the internet with Drew and Danny. Yeah, basically. Why was he going from South Carolina? I guess yeah, that's not the. It's not the most. He could have gone from. I don't know. Maybe he thought that the Coast Guard was kind of like not really watching in South Carolina. You know what I mean? Like Florida is like. We were trying to stop drugs and stuff, and then north of that is like you're getting into DC and like terrorism and shit. And he's like, you know what, nobody gives a shit. I'll just go from Myrtle Beach, and no one will will be watching. How far yet do you have to go from America to until you're in like pirate water and they can't pull you back in?
0: Uh, <laughs> pirate water, international waters, international
1: water. So international water. Where's Bermuda? Is that it? Charging
0: there? documents filed in federal court in Miami said the 44 year old was quote conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage. Should we get back to Formula One, Danny? I've got a (laughs) question here from Richard in Los Angeles who asks, Hello, Shifties. What's the deal with the fancy leaf blowers that the pit engineers stick into the cars? (laughs) They seem to be used a lot when the cars are brought into the garages or are sitting for an extended period of time. I realize I could probably just Google this, but why do my own research when I could write in an email? Mm. Thank you, Richard. Uh, Those cool the brakes. Yeah. They are they're they yeah i think they are basically leaf blowers but they they blow air like they've got those special ducts that plug in to the um the brake ducts like a vacuum cleaner
1: just fits it real good
0: yeah um to uh to keep the brakes cool yeah Um, i was wondering did they regulate those like do they start a bit warmer and then cool you know what i mean like or do so my understanding of thermodynamics danny which is slim um (laughs) but it's more than me I think the just the fact that the air is moving is does so much more than um, just letting them um, or that than any temperature difference that they they would uh, be able to impart because the brakes, you know, they're like a thousand degrees or something.
1: They're like glowing hot red. Yeah. That's so I get it. Yeah. So maybe if there's more air flowing over it, it's like taking heat from it or something like that. Okay. Right. Cool. Yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah. Because sometimes you, you'll you'll see uh you know the brakes catch on fire or they'll they'll smoke, um so they want to cool them down when uh when they come back in the garage. and
1: those guys are like um they're like a dog with a bone. Remember the fella at NASCAR who was just like blowing leaves out of the way all the time because he just had it in his hands. He was like, what am I supposed to do? I just, just blow leaves around. You know what I <laughs> <That's> mean? <right, laughs> like, we got to like, keep
0: the pit box clean
1: too. Keep it clean. And they sprayed that stuff on the ground too, didn't they? they like, yeah, the
0: st- sticky sticky stuff adhesive. Yeah. Yeah. Help help them pit Pretty cool. So Danny, I was thinking if we needed something to watch for uh Patreon bonus, we would either do sale GP, oh or or,
1: or this, this email next Patrick email. Lucas Austin PLA. Let's go. Hey Shift F one team. By the way, I like how Richard called us Shifties. It's kind of like uh my wife's a big Taylor Swift fan, although not mm-hmm. as big a Taylor Swift fan as us because we've both seen her live uh, at the Formula One. In Austin. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um. So I like the idea that we're, yeah, shifties. Everyone here is a shifties. Shifty. You know, how many, how many costume changes are we going to have during this podcast? Check our YouTube videos to find out. Hey, Shift F1 team. My name's Patrick Austin. I'm a longtime listener and recent supporter. I'm glad you're all spending time diving into racing anime, listening to some of your initial D episode right now. And I'd like to recommend one you might enjoy. IGPX, the Immortal Grand Prix. Have you read this, Drew?
0: I have read it, and I think okay. I think we may have brought this up as like uh, pot- as a potential here, but I didn't know what it was oh. about. So I don't think I've ever heard of this. Okay, okay. no, it's
1: not about undead drivers. Got him already disappointed. That would have been so good. <laughs> but pilots of ass kicking racing mechs that duke it out on a racetrack filled with obstacles, tight turns, and yes, a very cool straight. It all takes place in a futuristic desert city built to maintain the industry. That sounds a little bit like uh what was the other one we did? The, the, oh, the, um, not the initiative. Red Line. Red Line, yeah, yeah, yeah. The show follows the America-based team Satomi as it moves up from the second-tier IG2 League to the titular IGPX. Along for the ride are the team's trio of pilots, their distinguished coach, and an obnoxious the disgruntled. am oh, sorry, disgruntled coach the Opposite of distinguished and an anxious team owner desperate to change the trajectory of the company she inherited from her grandfather. Basically, think Claire Williams.
0: Oh, and amazing. If,
1: that, if that hasn't sold you on it, there's even a tie in PS2 game to go along with it. <laughs> Love the show, keep it up. That's from Patrick Lucas Austin. Thank you so much, Patrick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. That sounds pretty good. The Immortal Grand Prix. There was a set of Japanese racing games that had a very was it Heavenly Grand Prix? Is that what there was? There was had a very strange. Mm. Um, I have to look this up again. It was something like that. They have. I love. I, I just love the naming conventions. Um, there was a. There was also a video game called Satoru Nakajima F One Hero Two, which sounds like a great video
0: game. <laughs> um, uh, I- GameSpot G- I- apparently reviewed uh, IGPX Immortal Grand Prix in 2006. 5.9. 5.
1: Oh,
0: 5. 5.9. 5.9. Right.
1: Human Grand Prix is what I'm thinking of. Okay. There is a series of Japanese video games called Human Grand Prix. There's four of them. Human Grand Prix
0: as opposed to God knows what else. <laughs> <laughs> I, it only says GameSpot staff here, uh, but uh, I, like, I like this uh, last paragraph here. You won't have any fun with IGPX Immortal Grand Prix until you master its mostly opaque control interface. And even then, what you'll experience is probably the lowest common denominator of fun. Oh, my God. Nobody put their name on it. It only makes me want to play it more.
1: Yeah, kind of. That sounds rad. Um, IGPX, the Immortal Grand Prix on PS2. Is that what you said? Yep. I'm going to watch this video of it for two seconds to see get it, see if I can get a sense of how mech and how it's very mech. It's very mech. Imagine mechs with wheels like they're they're standing up and they're driving. OK, that's the kind of that's the look you're going for. So it's kind of so in a way, it's kind of like rollerblading robots.
0: <laughs> OK, <laughs> you're you know really I mean? selling me on it, Danny. Yeah,
1: yeah. OK, we'll,
0: we'll propose it to Rob and, and give him the two options and mm-hmm. see what. uh Yeah. See what our troika can come up See what he with. thinks. There you go.
1: IGPX was created by the same studio that created Ghost in the shell according okay. to YouTube commenter Nvidia Envy. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Either that uh, or IGP. Both equally ridiculous. We can agree. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah.
0: Shift a phone podcast uh, at gmail.com or up one.cool slash emails. You can also hit us up on the socials, which are in the show notes. Uh, that's us around the Internet. Should we take it around the world of racing? Day? Let's race around the world. NASCAR. Let's talk about it. I've heard of it. They've got three different series. One of them is the Craftsman Trucks who are at the Bristol Motor Speedway this weekend in Bristol, Tennessee for the UNO 200 presented by Ohio Logistics. Like the card game? Uh, all caps, U-N-O-H. Oh, almost. Not almost. UNO, but UNO. You know.
1: You, know, you know. That's and what you I'm don't going don't know, with, Anyway.
0: now you know. If you don't know that Ohio isn't in Tennessee, this is going to be confusing. <laughs> um, that is confusing. The NASCAR Xfinity Series, also at Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee, for the Food City! Oh, Food City. Thank God. 300.
1: Thank God. Food City. Line Bristol, up.
0: Bristol, Tennessee is turning into food city for the weekend. You know, uh, motocross grand prix is in Thanhoya in Vietnam. Mm. Sounded like a motocross
1: Earth place.
0: <laughs> motocross grand prix of Vietnam. The IMSA weather, yeah, at least uh, they could get a race going there. Unlike Formula One.
1: Oh yeah, good point.
0: Uh, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the IMSA Battle on the Bricks. Battle. On
1: bricks is it bricks like yellow brick road that might be the worst like surface for racing can you imagine <laughs> like every single foot is like a like a baku um manhole cover waiting to be spun up by like by the end of the race it's just like fucking loose bricks everywhere gotta get That'd the be amazing
0: the brick layers out there yeah i get them out there right uh super gt is at sportsland sugo man the oh, best food, circuit names are in japan
1: food city sportsland we're just love like it's like today's the right the writer's strike
0: is on <laughs> and the executives are naming everything in our world uh sportsland sugo is a motorsports facility in the town of murata mm. shibata district Ooh. miyagi prefecture nice yeah. nice uh the repco supercars are at the Sandown International Motor Speedway in Springville, Victor- Springvale, Victoria, S- Australia, for the Penrite Oil Sandown Five Hundred. Sandown, Sandown, Sandown. I think I drifted oil. into uh, John F Kennedy there for a second. Yeah, did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Australia's yeah. very difficult for me. Can't wait rice in Sandown. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> um,
1: was, Mayor, was Mayor Quimby? <laughs> <laughs>
0: We got NASCAR. Oh, my. Also at Bristol. For the Bass Pro Shops Night oh, Race. What
1: a trifecta. We got Food City. We got Xfinity, America's favorite internet. We got Uno. One of those is not happening. I forget which one.
0: And we got whatever um, you just said. The, the nights when the bass come out. So. The bass. Yeah, Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. Buy your bass. Uh, and Formula One, maybe you've heard of it. Friday, September 15th, things kick off. Free practice one, 5.30 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. Followed by free practice two at, at 9 a.m. on ESPN2. Saturday, September 16th, free practice three at 5.30 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. Mm. Qualifying, 9 a.m. on ESPN2. But the race, everyone, Sunday, September 17th, 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN
1: great singapore i've heard it's uh one of helen marco's favorite cities in south america <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's what's going on this weekend danny what's happening today in the past what's happening today in the past uh september 13th um while i look at this
1: beautiful picture of mika hakenen on the other side of the page he looks really happy he does he looks terrifically happy what year was this um It was September 2001. Oh, it was when he announced his sabbatical. No wonder he's so happy. Um, September 13th, the 2007 F1 season was blighted by the so called Stepney Gate. We're talking about Crash Gate, and now we're talking about the gate that was before that. It was yeah, Stepney Gate scandal, which uh, when disaffected Ferrari engineer Nigel Stepney was alleged to have passed information about the cars onto McLaren designer Mike Coughlin. Ah. On this yeah, on this day, the World Motors were Council announced McLaren were fined one hundred million dollars and excluded them wow. from the constructions championship. McLaren drivers Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso were not penalised. Uh, Lewis Hamilton would go on to just about, just barely lose the championship that year. Uh, but today, in 2008, the year he did win the championship, uh, although Felipe Massa might have something to say about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: Got to the driver's his book. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. The drivers were hit by heavy rain in qualifying for the Italian Grand Prix at Monza, and some coped better than others. The big surprise was Sebastian Vettel, the 21 year old rookie in the Toro Rosso, who took pole position to become the youngest ever pole sitter in F1. He said, Unbelievable. Incredible. I never dreamt of being on pole. Um, I'm guessing they didn't finish that story because the next day they do. They did. Yes, that makes sense. So he did end up going on to win that race from pole and became the youngest uh, F1 driver uh, right up until Max won in... 2017? 2017?
0: Where did he win? Was it Sochi? Or was it Spain?
1: Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember. But it was. It was 2017. And he he got it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, great drive from Sebastian Vettel. And then, all right, managed to do it. And Poland-Manzo, I feel, is not necessarily, you know, it's not Monaco. It's not, you know, he was at Toro Rosso. So he, he did really well. I forget if it was raining that day as well. Yeah, obviously uh, a young prodigy coming into the sport. We haven't had one of those in a little while. Yeah, you
0: know? well, they uh, they disallowed, I think, people younger than eighteen after snapping, Right? Is that true? I think so. Oh. Uh. Well, all right. We we got through that one unscathed. Thank you, Danny. We did. Thank you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Poof. never tell. Um, if you would like to, well, I'm sorry. Final thoughts, Danny, ahead of Singapore Grand Prix.
1: I go into this one just to kind of enjoy the spectacle of it. Um, I'm interested to see if that little change at the end of Sector 3 is going to mix yeah. it up a bit. Um, and yeah, like it's, uh, you know, we're here to entertain. We're here to, you know, try and create a narrative for people and keep everyone, inter- you know, f- not keep people interested, but like there's a certain element of like, you know, I think we're both positive people generally. There's no getting around the fact that like the championship is basically over. Um Lots of the other points-paying positions are over. I think the, I think my head right now is transitioning to the constructors' battle and kind of hmm. who'll end up there. Um, and maybe there's a the battle for second. Who knows? Perez starts to choke a bit, although he seems like he's coming it out of that a little bit. And I feel like some of these circuits are going to suit him a bit better as well. Like a lot of these are circuits he's very, very, very familiar with. So, um, yeah, I don't feel like he's going to struggle as much, but. Yeah, I think at this end of the season, if you if you start to like wander off a little bit, um, I was talking to somebody earlier today actually about just how good IndyCar was this year, and like mm. how you know, in a way, I've enjoyed Formula One, you know, maybe a little bit less because Indy was 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 so entertaining. Even the individual races were, um, uh, although we've had some good ones, mostly because of rain this year. But I, yeah, that's kind of usually at this stage. I if if the championship isn't like going. A whole ham, if the whole hog. If there's not like a good a fight there, I sort of make up something to think about or to enjoy. Yeah. And to me, that's probably what I'm going to do at Singapore.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of why I I like doing this podcast because I I'm up to date on all of the all of the battles, all of the mm. you know uh, the the intersport drama uh, yeah. that make it uh, more than just about the uh, who's at the front. But and- yeah, I agree with you. Um, it it does take a little more effort to you know, uh, to, to be excited about that stuff. But, you know, like we said, Singapore always, not always, uh, but it's always an unknown. I would say it doesn't always deliver something crazy, but it it is always, uh, anything can happen.
1: Yeah. There's some, there's been some boring ones. There's been some good ones. There's been some great ones. There's been some middling ones. It's a real like, You'll see what you get, but I always enjoy the look of it, if nothing else. And the other yeah. thing we have to look forward to between ending and the season is a whole new Grand Prix. Like Vegas is going to be an interesting thing. Oh, I yeah. kind of just hope my one thing I hope now is that Ricardo's back for Vegas because he was the one who was all about Vegas. He he s- suggested Vegas before Vegas was even on the on the cards. He's a big Vegas fan. I think it'll be a bummer for him to come back and then not get the race in that one. So I think, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed, he's back for that.
0: Well, if you would like to support the show and get access to all of our bonus episodes, the ad-free version of the podcast, and the official Shift F1 Discord, you can do so over at patreon.com slash Shift F1. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. (laughs)